How's life? Oh, not bad. Today is a pretty nice day here. It's almost 70 degrees, so that's that's not bad for February. Nice. Wait, are you today There's still snow on the ground in some places, though. Like, there's a big pile of it around the corner, and it's still over there. We had uh, some hailstones, like giant big hailstones that were like, I thought they were going to crack the glass a couple of times. Apart from that, there's the winter here is just a joke. It's just not real. That's the life. Up in the mountains, though, there's proper snow in the mountains. You can go, there's like a ski resort in the mountains, but it's... Uh, the rest of the place is just nothing. But they're all, they're all uh, running around scared. Two days of... You should see it was like two days of, of rain. And the, kid, the parents are sending the kids out with like four or five layers and they've got these big puffer jacket things on and two hats and all this is ridiculous, you know? Overkill. Yeah. So, uh, what are you guys drinking? Having some coffee. Coffee? Yeah. Anything in yep. it or just uh, black? No, it's uh, got some goat milk in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, some honey. Yeah, some honey, some uh, cinnamon, and a little bit of uh, pepper, chili pepper. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. What percentage of fat is in the goat's milk? Well, uh, as far as I know, all goat milk is pretty much the same because the the fat is naturally homogenized. Uh, You know, it's not like a cream top that you can remove and modulate it's all blended into the fat right because there's the the stuff here there's there's basically just two choices 1.5 percent or 3.5 percent that's it that's for goat yeah okay yeah yeah i don't know this is just uh whole goat milk so I'm, i'm not exactly sure it doesn't have a label so don't know but it's probably close to 3.5 yeah yeah, it's quite surprisingly creamy, the 3.5. Um, mm-hmm. the, I don't really like the 1.5. It's too watery. I don't, I'm not keen on it. Yeah. But, uh, and the, they, have some, they have some decent uh, kefir here as well with, with goat's milk. It's hard to find, though. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to wander around to find it. It's not everywhere. Yeah, I remember, uh, I know you're, Cyprus is pretty close to Turkey. Uh, when I was in Turkey, uh, the only milk I could find was ultra pasteurized, you know, really the shelf stable stuff. And my daughter at the time, she was like almost two. She couldn't tolerate it because she'd only ever had raw milk and breast milk. So what we had to give her the whole trip was just uh, kefir. Mm. And that was pretty easy to find. But yeah, yeah, the cow's milk here is pretty bad. It's um, they really don't. It's not really a thing. They don't like drinking it with with uh, tea and coffee. I don't think it's. I don't think they care about it that much. Uh, and it's more just it's getting a bit better because of all the British here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, <laughs> milk will be required for British incomers. But the when it first came here, it was just like shocking how how little cream it was. It was disgusting. But they're using it all for um, cheese. Yeah, there's. Is there? There aren't really many cows there, right, on the island. No, uh, I don't know. There's not that many, relatively speaking. No, uh, mm-hmm. there's quite a lot of it is imported, but you do get local local uh, beef. That's some of the stuff I had, I've had's been pretty good actually here. 
Uh, yeah. The the pork it's mainly pork. There's pork everywhere, and it's so cheap. The pork it's unbelievable uh, compared to other things. You could really like survive a long time on pork without a very mm. big bill. Uh, at the moment, that might change though. But uh, yeah, I eat a lot of uh, goat's goat's based cheeses at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you drinking, Keith? Eric, you you shared some photos, I, I guess, from that trip to Turkey that you had. Oh, me. Uh, this is green tea with a lemon in it. Nothing too fancy. <clears throat> this classic combo there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um, I've been having a lot of dairy, too much dairy. And I think it's been giving me uh, some stomach issues along with I've been trying to uh, induce dreams um, with potato starch based on a recommendation from Eric. And I think the potato starch is also giving me some digestive issues. So I'm laying off the dairy and I'm going to take a few days rest from the potato starch. But potato the dreams of dreams. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the next evolution of the potato diet. Mm -hmm. This, explain, the, this explains Irish mythology. <laughs> <laughs> well, they weren't eating potatoes when they wrote that. That's true, yeah. That's pre-potato. Yeah, with uh, the potato starch, uh, you got to... Because you said you, you kind of launched right into a few tablespoons, right? A night? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I went for it. I went really big... Uh, and I wasn't not really measuring. I'm just kind of not taking a measuring tablespoon, just like a normal like big spoon. silverware yeah. tablespoon and taking two scoops. So it's probably way more. Yeah, I mean, I you know, you could try just doing one or because what, what some people recommend with that is they find they have to start with like a teaspoon. I think you probably you could probably handle more. But uh, I know I know a lot of people that had digestive issues from just launching right into it. So, mm -hmm. but, and it, you know, it just takes time to acclimate because your gut bacteria are learning to eat the new stuff coming in. Yeah. They get a little excited, you know, when all that food comes in. Oh, I feel it. Yeah. yeah. They certainly have gotten excited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Kevin, what do you got? Um, uh, Earl Grey tea with lemon and uh, I'm going to show you honey. Uh, on some, uh, the old, the old some classic. Milk. Yep. Wait, so I, uh, you do you do lemon with milk in tea? I've never. No, I this wouldn't... no, this one is um, it's this is like uh, ready-made bags of the uh, Earl Grey, and it's got lemon oh. in it. Uh, just like oh. we have bottled, we have like a load of boxes of them, and I'm trying to use them up. Okay. Uh, so that's why that and honey's obviously just going in it because yeah. My hand is squeezed. I have like a, I bought a, like a squeezy yeah, bottle of honey. Ball. Yeah, yeah. It's just like my hand is, this is my grip strength training, squeezing the honey all the time. Uh, and then you can tell the weather based on what the honey's like in the bottle. That's kind of my barometer now. That's how they do it in Cyprus, right? That's how you tell the temperature? That's, that's how they do it, yeah. Everyone, all the fishermen have like a bottle of honey hanging on the wall and then they yeah. go up and squeeze it to know, you know. It's going to be a good day. We'll go out today. Where, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing. So what do you want to talk about then, Keith? You had an idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it, the idea I had was all around opportunity and um, 
when to, I, I guess we could all just kind of riff on it a little bit, uh, different ways to look at opportunity and um, how, I guess, risk plays into that. And um, if you are more of the mindset that you should just take every opportunity you can. Um, I actually, I had a tweet because I was thinking about this and I don't know where we could take it, but um, my idea was that uh, just looking in, in generalities, you have um, the time period, say, between like your late teens and your late 20s, um, yeah. where it, that's a really good oppor- or really good time in your life to kind of take opportunities and uh, get your behaviors founded in something good. So I, I like my skew towards that was like, if you have, if you take that time, that decade or so, and you're focused on your health, fitness, uh, learning how to eat right, learning how to, um, uh, making all those things your own, like developing yourself in those areas. Uh, a lot of times by the time you get to your early thirties, mid thirties, you have, uh, you get pretty deep into a career. Most people get pretty deep into a career or you start having a family and that takes up a lot of your focus. So um, if you don't have those developed patterns prior to that, you're likely not going to get the opportunity to do it again until your late thirties, maybe not your forties or even your fifties when um, uh, your kids become more self-sufficient, your career has reached a certain level where it's kind of uh, um, you're not striving as much. You're more just maintaining your, your level of, uh, career. Um, again, these are just generalities, but, um, my, I guess the, the core idea at the center of that is like, you have different periods in your life where, um, opportunity is just more, uh, available to you. Like you have windows of opportunity in your life. And, um, uh, if you're not acting on them at the right time, you may have to wait quite a significant amount of time for that opportunity to come back along um, to like refocus or reorganize your priorities. So um, that was my, my main idea there. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that or expansion of it, um, or maybe we could bring it back home into more like a concrete type um, example. But uh, what are you guys thinking? Yeah, give us an example of, of uh, an opportunity that you either failed to act on at the time or one that you did act on at the time that maybe you didn't, you weren't sure at the time, but then it worked out or, or whatever. And then any kind of insights you've had after that? Yeah. Um, you know, I for me, the first thing that comes to mind is just like a focus on health and everything. Like I only really started to get into diet and exercise and all that. Like when I was, um, I guess I was kind of interested throughout my younger life, but really once I got into college, uh, and that's when I really started focusing on it. So that's like, uh, 10 years now, more than over 10 years. And, um, I'm, I'm just really happy that I did that at the time because it, it really, uh, um, one, I learned how to cook for myself. I learned what foods to cook. I learned what flavors go together so like that's just a skill that can like i don't have to think about that anymore and to think about that uh if i was to have to learn that now like that would be um 
<laughs> I don't know if I would be able to do it the same way uh, just because there, you have different priorities and everything. Um, so that that's kind of something that I'm thankful for that I just uh, like a pattern that I got myself into a long time ago that um, uh, like I, I feel like those behaviors have really taken hold in my life and I'll have no problem carrying them through uh, the rest of my life. Um, of course, it, that may change. You can't predict the future, but uh, that, that's one thing that I think of that I'm, I think that not many people have also, not that it's not that many, it's that uh, unless you do that at a certain time, I see people getting into my age group and they just all fall off in terms of like, they have more doctor's visits, they're getting fatter, they're not eating healthy, and um, they're coming up on the time in their life when they're, like I said, having kids or really getting into the careers. And those things just, uh, they get pushed to the back entirely if you don't have those behavioral patterns in place already. So when, when you say opportunity, you're thinking in terms of there are certain phases of your life where you have the chance to put good things in motion or build good habits or kind of... Um, yeah, no, yeah, not that I think it's limited to that. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could consider perspectives on opportunity, but that was just one that jumped out on me that um, uh, I sat back and I'm like, okay, what? where's like there's certain times when you just don't have the ability to take risks or, or something along those lines and, and other times in your life when you do. Um, so. Yeah. When you're younger and you've just got nothing to lose, you can take a big, yeah. you, you can deliberately do three or four things in a row that, you know, probably aren't going to work. But if yeah. they do, it's and, really and, good. Yeah. Yeah. Not even when you're just younger, but also when you, when you get older um, and you don't have as many things dependent on you or you've already made a sizable amount of money or uh, something along those lines, then you have uh, opportunity opens back up um, or the, the ability to take risk opens back up. If, if you have a bit bigger um, like uh, net or safety net to fall back on, if you've made something of yourself. Um, so, the, I mean, the, those are, that's, more of like a uh, a macro view on opportunity um but there are also uh just like s small everyday opportunities like you have uh oppor I, I, eric this is something you talk about all the time um is you take every opportunity like when your kids ask you to do something you always take that opportunity because uh as they get older they're more likely to just not ask you because they're going to be playing with their own friends or um, they're going to get to be teenagers and they, they just have different things that they're doing or sports or clubs. And, uh, you only have so much time with them at a certain age. So that would be another idea of like an opportunity that if you don't take it at the time, if it's not the right timing, then you may miss out on some really quality moments. Yeah. And you'll miss out on the, uh, compound interest, you know, of spending time with them. Uh, cause I mean, when you're talking about um, learning health and cooking and fitness early on, uh, what you're doing is accruing, you're, you're sort of like contributing to your, you know, wellness 401k from an early age that, you know, you can always draw upon. 
Whereas, uh, and I think the same thing works with kids and their connection to you. You know, if you don't take those opportunities, um, then yeah, you know, when they're 14, you can try to rekindle that connection, but you'll really have missed all those years and the, in the, in the accumulation of those years and all the, all the accumulated experience from, you know, Oh, we hung out when we were, you know, we did this thing when we were five and we started building this memory and, you know, you, that's something that, yeah, it's gone forever if you don't take it. And, uh, it's, it's not really additive. It's more, uh, what's the word exponential or, you know, it, it builds upon itself and multiplies upon itself. Uh, cumulative. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's something general about opportunities as well that, so like if people have kids, I don't have kids, but I'm guessing a lot of the time when the kids ask them to do something, people, when they're saying no and not saying yes and doing the thing, uh, is the, it's not a good time. You know, they're busy with something, you know, it's not the right time now. So they'll put it off meaning to do it later. And then the next time is not the right time. And then it's not a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's something about opportunities in general. It's never the, uh, the right time. By definition, they just turn up randomly. You're doing something else. You're not sitting waiting for this particular opportunity. And then you, you, it won't be the right time. So, like for something like kids, you have, you would have to just do it then. Um, and I mean, it's like it's no different from, uh, you know, exercising or whatever. You, a lot of the time, you just don't feel like doing it now. But if you don't do it now, you can't do it later. So you just do it now. Uh, yeah, it's that kind of, it's, it's a sort of, it's a response to things coming to you that are kind of like low-level, unexpected things. You just don't. You're going in one direction, this thing comes, and then you just have to just course and do this thing. Because if you keep going that one, the, if you keep going down the straight line, there's no turn off anymore later. It's much later the next turn off, something like this. Yeah. yeah like and an, it takes a lot more um, initial energy to get that going again. Exactly. If, you if you're, because to take the kids' analogy, like an uh, example, the, they're in motion asking you to do something. So it's much easier to go along with something that's already in motion than to go from inertia to starting something up and getting people interested. It's much easier, especially like it's much easier just to, oh, this is a, this is an opportunity. I'll just do this. Uh, and uh, and like you said, Keith, about uh, starting the health thing when you're younger. That's the kind of thing that you don't. The ten years of extra ten years of good eating and and uh, uh, looking after yourself health wise. You can get away with that in your 20s and you won't notice really either or in your 30s, depending on if the person looks after himself in their 30s, you maybe get away with that. But you don't know until until later, it's the other end of your life, that 10 years of bad behavior at the start could be 20 years of shit at the end of your life. Whereas yeah. you obviously can't compare it with anything, but you don't know, or you just could be 10 years of less life. You have no idea. Um, yeah. So I suppose that's that's... Partly that's just like wear and tear, reducing wear and tear, but it's also uh, the the exponential thing, the wellness thing. You're not you're not building uh, general health. You're not uh, improving your immune system and things like this. Yeah, on a more um, like individual level too. Uh, I think like when I was younger, I uh, I like over the past maybe five years, six years or so, I've really tried to focus on um, taking opportunities as opposed to kind of like shying away from them. Um, 
So that I think that's something that I've consci consciously have tried to change for myself. And it's not just like when presented with an opportunity, it's like even when a, an idea comes to my mind, uh, I try to do that right away because it, like I, I try not to put those ideas off um, because you end up, um, you almost get comfortable in the fact that you could put it off. Uh, and then that becomes the pattern, putting things off. So um, like when someone, or even like if I catch something in, in the corner of my eye and I see something like lying on the ground uh, that should be put up, uh, taken up and put away, like I don't put that off. If I'm doing something important, obviously I'll put that off, but I try not to put things like that off. And that's just a small way of like me noticing an opportunity to make something a little bit better or um, improve something in, in some way, even if it's like, the towel fell off the, the hanger and it fell on the ground. So I'm, I'm not just going to let that sit there. I'm going to go over and put it up. And that may seem like such a small and consequential thing, but the, uh, my thought pattern behind that is like, always be working on making things a little bit better um, and put things in the right place and, and, and uh, follow that type of mentality. And that, that carries through into larger things. Like when you're presented with different opportunities um, I'm just more likely to, uh, to want to do them, um, to consider them, to go after them, uh, as opposed to, I feel like when I was younger, I would be like, nah, that's not for me right now. Maybe I shouldn't do it. And, um, I feel like maybe I missed out on some stuff because I did that, but I, that's something I've, I've worked on, um, being better at is just anytime I notice something, try to act on it because that's you don't know what else that opens up when you when you go after those things. So, like the physical tidying up, the controlling things physically around you kind of spills over into non-physical things. So you kind of, if you're used to just putting things in the right place or dealing with things straight away, if like if something starts niggling you emotionally, you'll deal with that rather than ignore it and let it build up, make more of a mess or whatever. It's kind of, I've noticed that a lot of things, if you deal with the structure, the physical structure, it kind of filters up like a, the lower yeah. level of your brain or your, or your um, body. I don't know how you'd say it, but uh it, it will filter up much easier than top will filter down you know like it's your no amount of thinking of clean thoughts will clean your house uh i mean it might encourage you in some way but it's not the same as it, it's not as strong as cleaning the house will affect your emotions and cleaning your emotions more is much stronger uh and but because you live in the world in your head and you're thinking words all the time and you're we live mostly in this kind of uh, that kind of world. You think it's the main thing, but it really it's not the main thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, and it does it does filter up. I mean, like what, uh, a big example was the the you know the the trip to Hawaii that we did. I don't know if I was presented with the same opportunity like five years ago if I would have done the same thing, just because it's uh, one like you're going to meet people that you don't never met before uh, halfway around the world. There's a significant cost to it. So it's not just like driving 
an hour to meet someone at a coffee shop um, like that. But it's also a really good opportunity to to grow and uh, learn new things and expand your horizons for a cliche. But um, uh, those are those are more along the lines of the opportunities like doing these small things over time. It really builds into these bigger patterns of uh, saying yes to stuff. And uh, uh, I'm not saying yes to everything, but saying yes to enough things where you think that uh, the, on the other side of that, it, it's going to be a really big, um, uh, at, well, I guess at worst, it's just a good time. And at best it's a, it's a huge uh, inflection point. Uh, so yeah, th those are just some ideas on opportunity and, uh, the risk of not taking opportunities is you don't get to enjoy those, um, those potentialities that may come from whatever you're, you're acting upon. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's a, and we could expect, we could go off into something else, but those are just some ideas I thought would be, um, just cool to talk about. And, uh, um, I don't know. It doesn't seem like you guys have a maybe not differing opinions or or something or uh, I don't know. You kind of said it all. You you know you really. I I would be curious to hear from you uh, since you are a bit of a younger guy. What uh, are there any concrete steps you would take? You would you would recommend to someone who's maybe the same age you were when you started getting involved and started making better taking taking better opportunities, especially with your health. Um, damn, that's a good question. I don't know if I could offer specific advice for that. Uh, I'll try to th think about it for a second though. Um, I, the biggest thing is just recognizing your own thoughts. Like at, at least that was it. That was it for me. Um, and I think writing helped with that when I used to write a lot more than I do now um, because I was uh, writing a lot of my thoughts down. And, and then it was just a matter of like realizing that you had those thoughts. Like um, I'm trying to think of like if I, it'll cross my mind for like a specific, like, Oh, I might want to try that. Or like you go in a, to the, even to the grocery store and you see something that, You've never cooked before or food you've never tried mm -hmm. if you see that and you're like ah, like it the sheer fact that it's piqued your interest in some way that it didn't just pass by without you recognizing it means that there might be something to it so if you can recognize when your interest gets peaked even at a very low level and then just go and try something like that then um I think I think that's that's an important first step. Just realizing if something catches your attention, then kind of pull on that thread a little bit more because you don't know where that might uh, lead you. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. That's really good. Yeah. So it's about movement, isn't it? It's things are moving and you either join something that's already moving or you create your own opportunity by moving and doing, making something happen and then seeing what happens. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like an opportunity, if you take like a, so like an idea will come to you and people always talk about this, ideas come to them best when they're out walking or whatever, doing something usually moving. We've talked about this before. Uh, so there's like move, even like an idea, it comes to you usually from movement and then whether you act on it is more movement. Or if somebody comes to you with an opportunity, an idea, that's, there's something in the world that was already in motion that you didn't even know about until now. And then you're either going to join it and make it move more or ignore it and it moves past you. And then you might think, oh, I'll, I'll do that later. And then when you go to go later, you can't join it anymore. It's not, you're not, you're no longer a link in that chain of movements that for that particular thing, you have to wait for the next thing. Because that's something I noticed, I've thought about was, you think we, you think of like, you get a good opportunity to do something, say someone offers you a, like if it's a, I don't know, a business idea or a job or uh, just you're, they all give you the chance to do something or go somewhere that you wouldn't normally have. And you think, nah, I'll do it some other time or it's, you know, it's not a good time. But you don't know. The, the habit is to think that there's just you in the world. You're like this separated person in the world. And then this opportunity comes along and then all you need to do is, well, later I'm this, this person. Well, then I'll just arrange that opportunity again. But the opportunity came to you was in a context. The whole world was a certain way at that point in time when that opportunity was coming to you. And then if you just ignore it, the, it's a whole new configuration of the world then. So you're you're assuming there's a staticness to things that isn't there. That's like a trick of your mind because, I mean, it's a cliche to say, oh, yeah, you might not get the opportunity later, but it's more than that. It's that, or say it's like an idea you have, you have like an idea. Well, the... That idea was, when the idea happened, the whole world was a certain way. Your whole life, your whole world was a specific way. Maybe the idea will, is ripe right now because it came to you. Say if it comes up from your you know, unconscious, whatever. That's the idea is ripe at that moment. So you have to act on it then because the world is ready for that idea right now. That's why you had it. Yeah. If you do it later, you're now trying to plant the seed at the wrong time or, or the fruit you've left, you've ignored the fruit and you're wondering why there's no fruit now. Uh, you'd let it die. Uh, I'll get I'll get it later. Well, there's no fruit now. Uh, that kind of thing. So, because we always think of it one-sided. There's the the opportunity is the universe speaking to, into you. It's not just you who get this thing out there and you can play with the things. It's not a thing. It's a it's a connected an interconnected event, and you either take part in that event and encourage it, or you ignore it and then it's maybe lost. Yeah. Yes. It's a bit mystical, mm, yeah. I suppose, but it's, it seems to be true because many times I've had amazing ideas or even just something that's simple as to write something and it's really clear this is a great idea for writing. I'll do it another time and it's better. And then when I go to write it, it's just not there. The energy's not there. It just doesn't work. Same idea, different time. It just needed done then because it was right. You know, it was like you, the, the idea is the, it comes to the surface enough for you to, to realize there's something under the surface that you need to bring out. Well, later it's it's maybe gone. You, you, your imagination or whatever it is has moved on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I like that analogy. Like I had an image come to my mind when you're saying that. So, like, imagine you're you're a specific uh, point on a screen, and you're like scrolling across the screen, and then there's also a background kind of scrolling in the opposite direction behind you. And then there's going to be certain things on that background or elements of it that you're going to line up with at certain points. 
but you're always moving and that background's always moving. So at certain crossroads, those are going to line up and that's when you got to act on the opportunity or else that doesn't happen again, or you have to wait however long for another one of those cross, not to say opportunities don't occur all the time. But, opportunities uh, have it. They have a history. It's been developing, and you weren't there, and it's been developing behind the scenes. All these things have been taking place. People have been making all these decisions. Then it arrives to you, and you just think it's this thing now. But actually, this is this long development, uh, and it's coming through you to carry on developing. And then if you just stop it, then it just carries on somewhere else. You can't just jump in later. You can't just take the job that you said no to now that somebody else is in it and doing it well, you, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like. Uh, and just some things are some things are just in there. It's the right time for them. You had the idea for something because you were noticing there was a kind of, you know, quote, energy in the air for some particular thing. And then later, just people have moved on. It's, it, it doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all, it's all movement. It's, it's, it's going with the movement. I've heard people say this about money. I'm not really not qualified to talk about money. But I've heard people say about, you know, you have to be in the movement, in the middle of money where money's moving so it moves through you to the next place. Uh, and I, I know that's true in other things as well. So yeah, it's yeah, it's again, it's just more movement. Yeah, to to sit on the sidelines is to stagnate. Um, and uh, and then there's also a um, like to to build off of this. If if it's the movement, like you also have to be um, willing to step away from it when it ceases to be the the right opportunity anymore. Um, so. I don't think he's on Twitter anymore, but XA Alexander had, I think it is bio maybe for a while or a pin tweet or something, but it's was, uh, it said something like the, the trend is your friend until it ends. And, uh, there's, there's a lot of wisdom in that. Like knowing when to step away from something is also maybe just as important as knowing when to take the risk to join something. Um, because, either the the cultural climate changes around something or it ends up just being a um uh another point of stagnation if you stay with things for too long um that you just you you stop growing and um and if you can't continue to move on to the next thing the next uh piece of the puzzle that will enhance or make your life more sophisticated or, or grow better then um, then you, you missed your opportunity to jump the ship and you may ride that into the ground. Um, and you certainly see that uh, sometimes, I think maybe investing is a good thing where people get invested in a certain stock or, or a cryptocurrency or something and, and they believe in it so hard and they, they rode that wave up. They got a good opportunity. They rode it all the way up and then uh, they weren't ready to let go at the right time. And then the, the trend changes and all of a sudden now it's going downhill and it's so far down that they're just saying, well, I've, I've trusted it this long and it's brought me a lot of good fortune, but they, they continue to stick with it instead of um, changing strategies and uh, you end up way worse off um, because you, you can't adapt and, and move on to the next thing. So uh, there's certainly a risk in um, one. Uh, well, I guess th- there's risk in taking the opportunity in the first place, and then there's risk in not 
um, leaving the trend when it's good for you to leave. Um, I think there's an interview with Jerry Seinfeld and, and he said it was uh, like asking him, Oh, you could have, your show was at the height of success when you ended it after eight seasons or nine seasons or something. And uh, he said, uh, yeah, I wanted to leave on a high note. I didn't want to keep on extend, extending this just for the sake of money or more fame or something and just have it all go to shit. So um, there's, uh, yeah, there's a, there's something to stepping away for, from opportunities. Yeah. I don't know if uh, Eric's coming back or not, um, but I know, well, I don't know. We could have just been, we could make that a short episode kind of, I guess. Uh, that was about, I don't know how long we went, maybe 40 minutes or so, 45 minutes. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Can do that. yeah. Um, um, so anything you want to sum up then about opportunities? I could cut in at the end. Oh, uh, yeah. Take them. Even if you don't think that they're that good, you don't know what else it can open up to you uh, just by doing it. Especially big, if you're young. What's the biggest opportunity that you're acting on right now? <laughs> That's a great question that I don't know. Uh, I should have come locked and loaded with that one, but uh, yeah. I would have to think about it more. I don't have it. Okay, I won't put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I suppose like from actually the podcast really this podcast we're doing right now was uh was this kind of dealing with opportunities in that way because you know i'd had the idea for ages and it was i was not acting on the opportunity and then just one day i was just i was in the zone for emailing to messaging out and starting it and i still stopped myself and then i stopped myself from stopping myself no i just fuck it send a message now and then we'll have to deal with it it'll be the most, it'll be in motion. If it's going to happen, it'll be in motion. And then you guys, you know, within a day we were doing it. Uh, from your point of view, you guys were just saying, yes, an opportunity that you didn't think about it at that time, you know? Uh, but for me, it had like this whole history before I actually sent the message, you know? But for you guys, it's just like an off the cuff idea. And then you both just said yes straight away. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I mean, that was, so it yeah. wouldn't happened if either of you were like coming and hoing, uh, that time and like, it wouldn't have happened. I would just I wouldn't have done it with anyone else. So it just wouldn't have happened uh, yeah. for like a while later, maybe. But it it just aligned at the right time. Um, so yeah, I, I was a that this has been a great opportunity. I like doing this. And then um, that uh, the other opportunity I took, I guess, was the breath hold course uh, back in November. So I could have easily just not done that. Um, but I saw it come come about and it piqued my interest and relatively wasn't that much money. So I said, the hell with it, I'll do it. And, uh, that, that certainly changed a lot of, um, I don't know, it just slightly redirected me on, uh, a lot of things. So, um, it, that was just another example of a, an opportunity I took at the time. And that seems uh, to have been lots of, you were talking about lots of benefits from that that you wouldn't have guessed in advance. Yeah. Uh, until you did it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess another thing um, is like, don't look back on 
the opportunities that you did take and think that they may have been the wrong thing. Um, just because it, it, you, one, you can't change them. And two, um, you don't know where it's setting you up to go forward as well. So you may be in this, like, for me, I feel like I like personally, I'm just in a transitionary period. Um, like last year, the housing market got really hot around, I guess over a year ago, a year and a half ago now, housing market in my area got really hot and I sold my place. Uh, and I made a lot of money on that, on that sale. And, uh, uh, the flip side of that is the housing market is really hot. So everywhere to buy or own or, and all that is just, um, is just, uh, expensive. So, uh, I've been living with family and, uh, but that's also that doing that also allowed me to leave my job last October because I had the additional income from the sale of my condo. And then, um, just been able to save money just on living expenses too. Did you consider, did you consider going overseas or is this, well, obviously it's harder now because of COVID, but no. uh, Yeah, no, I I haven't considered that at all. Um, Why do you say that? It's just because a lot like a lot of people your age, you know, when they get a bit of cash, they'll just want to go, go and travel around a bit for a while. Mm, Uh, What I mean is because you were saying it's expensive to buy another place. Obviously, your money will be worth more in a cheaper currency yeah. country. Yeah. Yes. So, I like to me that would be more like uh, I would just feel like I'm blowing it at that point, just for the sake of mm. uh, experience or, or whatever. Like I, I want to use that and use it more of as jumping off point for uh, the trajectory I want to go in, as opposed to um, try some new different experience. Um, Mm -hmm. So I want there to be, uh, um, I don't know, a direction to it as opposed to non-direct or whatever, just try it for the sake of saying like, fuck it, I'll do it or something like that. I want to have meaning behind it. Yeah. Or I have purpose behind the way I move forward. Yeah, so yeah, my, my, my point is that just I, like going back, I, I took certain opportunities, not knowing where they're going to pan out. Uh, and I've been doing that for a couple of years now. And in a lot of like, not, a, not everything works out the way you want it to, but um, it does get, uh, it does open up some doors in certain areas that you don't know where they could lead to. And, and, you put up with some stuff that you maybe don't want to in the short term, but uh, you keep on taking the opportunities that are going to lead you down or closer down the path that you envision. So um, that's what I'm trying to do and, and not always successful, but uh, what's a, what did the original, uh, one of the original titles for this that you, we threw out there is like growing towards the light. And I think that's, uh, that's kind of the idea. Take every opportunity you can in terms of going towards the light. If the light is your ideal that you want to get to. Love it. Yeah. Nice. So that's how you know whether you're taking the right opportunity or whether you're the things you should not take and the things you should uh, deciding based on whether it's taking you towards the light or not. And you kind of usually have a kind of feeling whether it is or not. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you know, like I think, uh, or most people know, like if if they're taking an opportunity just to do it, or taking an opportunity because it's actually going to uh, drive them along their path that they know they should be on. And uh, I mean, like I don't know if everyone knows consciously, but I get, I think deep down they know when certain things are good for them and bad for them, and you tend to know uh, when when it's like the wrong thing. And you know there's something not right, quite right, but you do it anyway, and then it falls apart, or there's yeah. the wrong people, or it's just the wrong. You know, there's usually have a kind of inkling about it mm-hmm. um, that you have to convince yourself out of. I'm not sure. Is it do we have as inaccurate uh, instinct or intuition really for the good things as much as the instinct the intuition for knowing when it's a bad thing do you know what i mean it's more you're more likely to know it's something to avoid than to know it's something to go for I, for me anyway I, i'm not very good at no that's true and i yeah. think there's also like an evolutionary principle to that in that you uh, you're more likely to know to avoid the bad things because they could be detrimental in that like the worst case scenario the bad thing leads to your death hmm. whereas like the uh, good thing is uh just leads to more life but you don't know in what direction so like it's much better to avoid death than to seek life because there's yeah select things that are going to kill you and uh speaking on an evolutionary basis um but a lot of stuff is just not going to kill you and then uh, i suppose part of the wisdom of getting older and wiser is you uh, you recognize the difference between the, the kind of hunch that something's a bad idea is not the same thing as oh, I'm out of my comfort zone and I would be kind of a bit scared to do that and I'd feel uncomfortable doing that. And uh, just because it feels like it would be uncomfortable doesn't mean it's the wrong thing. And then you mm-hmm. kind of get, it doesn't mean it's the wrong thing to do. It, might, it probably is the right thing to do. It's going to make you out of your comfort zone because this is the next stage or whatever for you. Uh, but when you're younger, you can't really, well, I mean, I, I'm speaking personally, but sometimes you don't, you can't tell the difference. And then it really, you realize you look back and you go, no, that was just fear. I didn't do that because I was scared. It wasn't mm-hmm. because it was the wrong thing. Or you can kid yourself on, yeah, I stayed out of that because blah, blah, blah. But really, you're just scared, uh, which is fine once you know, once you realize. Because then the next time you'll be scared of some other thing. But it'll be a different situation, but it's the, it's the same response to being out of your comfort zone yeah yeah exactly i agree with that 100 percent um a lot of it is just fear initially it's not uh not anything else and uh, growth is a lot of times just overcoming fears that you have whether they're rational or irrational um overcoming overcoming them knowing that uh it's going to benefit you by doing so Cool. Yeah. Going towards the light. Sounds good. Yeah.